Welcome to a very special uh, bonus episode of the Awana Clubs podcast. My name is Ross Cochran, and I have the privilege of serving as the content manager for Awana. My primary responsibilities are all things podcast and audio. So I host the Resilient Disciples podcast every week. Uh, but today I get to do something very special, which is talk to some of my favorite people about one of the many ways that God is using Awana in just unbelievable circumstances. So if you are new to Awana, if you are checking out Awana Club as a resource, if you're checking out Awana as a ministry, we're going to talk about some things that might be vocabulary terms that you're not aware of yet. And that's totally okay. In the show notes of this episode, we're going to link to everything you could possibly know about things like kids reaching kids or Africa school strategy or Awana Go um, or everything in between. And we're also going to link to an episode that I had the privilege of uh, speaking to Stephen Maposa, who is our, who oversees Africa for Awana, about some of the vision and impact of what we're going to talk about today. But if you are, if you've been with Awana for a long time, if you are someone who is looking for some potential VBS programming, you are in the exact right place. Because uh, today I'm joined by Chris Dunrood, uh, Neil Dillard, and Tim Sandoval, all of whom are experts in all things Awana. Chris, I want to start with you because I think if people have been around for Awana, odds are they've at least heard your name uh, because you are someone who has had a particular focus within your time at Awana. It's gone through a few different names and iterations, but you have been invested in, in uh, we'll use the phrase, God's big story in Awana in a long time. Can you help people understand what the uh, kids reaching kids, the Africa school strategy is, and how that might be connected to things like a want to go or uh, terms they might be already familiar with. So when I first sat down with Stephen Maposa, he shared this unbelievable story about how God was opening doors in schools, in the public schools in Africa, to start uh, Awana clubs as part of their weekly curriculum. I was like, wow, that's not uh, something we can really do here in the United States, so tell me more. And as I learned more, um, I thought, boy, this is something kids and families could really get excited about. Um, it has nothing, well, I can't say it has nothing to do with Awana. Awana is the tool being used, but it's an opportunity to bring God into the public schools in a mighty way. Yeah. And so since then, we've built a mission kit, which is called Kids Reaching Kids Missions Kit. Um, it is uh, designed for a VBS mission component. It's not the VBS curriculum. It's the missional component of any VBS programming. Um, so there's five days of videos and talking points and take-home cards and all your promotional tools in the uh, mission kit. Yeah. Uh, how that connects to a wanna go? A wanna go is really the umbrella for um, everything to inspire kids to participate in the Great Commission in fun and meaningful ways. Mm -hmm. So in that, it's going to equip leaders with lessons and resources to do that to inspire kids and invite them to engage. And so the Africa Schools Project and the Kids Reaching Kids Mission Kit is a fundraising um, tool, but also a tool to engage kids to see beyond themselves 
and engage in prayer and then supporting reaching kids around the world. And Chris, I imagine a resource that valuable. We are charging people tens of thousands of dollars uh, to be able to implement that into their VBS or their Awana club. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we are charging them a big fat zero to <laughs> go to our website and download and engage uh, with it. So it's, it is free resources. Now, Neil, I want to go to you next here because uh, Chris touched on something about how this connects to the Great Commission. And you as a missionary in the Virginia area, you have seen how kids get connected to the Great Commission. For people who maybe their church, even if they are in a Wana Club church and have been in a Wana Club church for some time, maybe they're not yet taking that step for these kids. Can you speak to the value for leaders to expand the horizon of their kids to all that God is doing around the world? Yeah, I think, you know, one thing we're obviously doing is, you know, trying to reach kids and do discipleship. And if you think about discipleship, it's a, it's a process that you go through. It's not just an instant thing where you, you know, okay, now you're discipled. No, it's a process of just doing life with them. So I think what this uh, project and the other materials gives is some mechanisms for the uh, leaders to say, we're going to learn about another country and other kids that are there. Uh, and we have some tools where they can, you know, interact with that. And we've seen clubs engage it from the small kids learning about it, but the older kids actually doing the presentation. So you're actually letting the older kids serve the younger kids in that process. And then you, if you think about it, they're sort of learning this and seeing some of the results, you know, of, hey, I can learn some verses in a versathon, for instance, that raises money that then goes to this part of the country. If you think about it in the long, you know, in the scheme of things, when they're a little bit older and maybe do a mission trip with that church, that's just another piece of that. So they're connecting the dots in their life of, and we, you know, a lot of times we look at this and say, well, all those kids in the children's department or in a water club, they're the church of tomorrow. Well, no, if they're actually a believer, they're the church of today. So this gives them an opportunity to have an impact on the world today, not just later in life. Absolutely. So Tim, I want to, I want to expand on that a little bit from what Neil just said, you know, you are a missionary who serves a wide territory uh, in California, uh, New Mexico, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some uh, areas, but uh, for purposes of this conversation, you know, when people are hearing this, this is the tail end of the Iwana Club year, and they may not be in a position to do much information or to do much with this information right now. But can you speak to, for planning purposes, if I'm listening to this and I'm about to, you, you know, start a BBS program, or I'm already looking ahead to my next club year, why it's so valuable to engage in these resources today? Yeah, Ross, I, I think that the biggest thing about this, and, and one of the things that excites me about, specifically about this African school project, it's just so tangible. Like, it, it's so easy for churches and for kids to wrap their minds around. Um, I mean, it's $650 gets a school. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's not simpler than that. I mean, you raise $650, you're going to reach between 500 and 1500 kids. Um, that's, that's huge. I mean, I mean, that's just, and so I, I think if, if nothing else, getting, getting in now and, and allowing, allowing this to just excite um, whoever's going to look at it, um, to, to catch a vision of, of what it could be and, and what it can be, um, I, I think is key. And, and from there, 
I mean, the more people that you can get on 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 board with it now, um, whether it's a DBS or whether it's next year an emissions project or or whatever, I, I think only promotes that and and allows for an even bigger picture of of what God can do through through your program. Absolutely, because I think it's important for people to understand. Um just how open-handed we are being with this. And the reason that we are being open-handed with this is because this is such a God-sized opportunity. We want everyone involved. This is not something that Awana is doing because we're really good at what we do. Don't get me wrong. Everyone on this call is really good at what they do. But this is something that God has clearly provided as an opportunity in Africa, specifically to reach a ton of kids that otherwise wouldn't be reached with the love of Jesus. So- Chris, I want to ask, you know, just again, really practically, you had started to unpack a few of the different options. But if I'm listening to this and I'm a VBS leader and I've been looking for a missions project, but seeing all this, I'm like, man, this is all overwhelming. I got to put this PDF over here. I got to put this video and make sure it's the right format. Can you speak to um, the amount of work you and your team have done specifically to make this as easy to use and plug into a VBS program as possible? So we do have everything stored in a library of sorts, Mm -hmm. a collection where you can just go in and download individual videos or download them as a unit. Um, I think the best thing is for anyone that's exploring this to go to the web page, which is awana.org forward slash Africa schools project. And Watch the overview video, hear it firsthand from Stephen Maposa talking about it uh, and Brian Rhodes. And I can't say enough about it because people just get excited when they hear of the possibilities of reaching millions Mm -hmm. of kids in just the countries that we have potential in right now. So, um, Neil, I want to ask, people may not be aware of this, right? Folks who have been connected to, to Awana for a long time, they probably have a particular idea of what Awana looks like, and it probably looks a lot like their local Awana club. <laughs> but people may not understand that we, not only do we reach 5 million kids every week, approximately, and this is why I'm a podcast host and not the finance guy, is because I can say things like this, uh, approximately half the kids we reach are already within Africa. So can you speak to, if I'm a, if I'm a local club in uh, in Virginia, why that drawing that connection to the discipleship I'm experiencing in Virginia, I can help fund the discipleship in, on the other side of the world is so important. Can you explain to, you know, so leaders kind of catch that vision? Well, I think what we're add, adding to a little bit is just the conversation that you already have in a lot of churches. They already have a missions program and there's usually pictures that kids see on the, you know, the maps in the hallways as they're going to church every week. And this is just another connection there where we're saying, hey, even in your Awana club, you have the opportunity to have that impact. And so we, a lot of times we'll, you know, share the sheet that we're in 133 countries. So sometimes even if it's not in Africa specifically, you know, the church may have somebody in Nepal and we say, hey, we have, you know, 85,000 kids being reached in Nepal each week. And so making that connection there. But I think uh, you know, the, the Africa School Project is that thing that is very easy to explain. In fact, we were making a presentation to our club and some of the missions council and the, even the, and the secretary of the missions council was participating. 
and we said $650, one school, you know, 500 to 1500 kids reached that year. And at the end of that, she handed us a check and she said, I want to be in on this. So I think it's, Amen. you know, for churches not to even say, oh, it's just for the water club. It can be for the whole church to be involved in that. Totally. And Tim, that's, that's our heart here, right? We want this to be everybody. And Tim, you are someone who's been in connected to Awana, uh, not quite since you were in diapers, but uh, <laughs> not that far off. You've been uh, connected your entire life to this ministry. And I think it's important to just name that historically, we haven't necessarily been about creating resources for churches that aren't going to use them in club. And we're, again, I'm being so explicit here because I want people who are listening to understand just how excited we are about this opportunity. But can you, if I'm a church who knows about Awana, but I'm not an Awana church, why are we at Awana so excited about them using it in a VBS or just for their missions or however it can get connected to their community? Yeah, Ross, that's a great question. I, I think one of the one of the challenges that probably we all experience in, in children's ministry, if you want to use that term, is is how do we and Awana, we're talking about discipleship and, and one of our, our three B's is the become that that last B is become, which is really helping our kids to embrace um, that relationship with Christ to the point where they're now going to go do. Um, they're, they're going to now go make disciples themselves. Um, and, and I think for kids, and, and, and Neil kind of mentioned it, um, they are the church. They're not the future church. Now, they are the future leaders of the church, um, but, but they are the church right now. And, and I think what excites me the most about I Want to Go and, and this Africa Schools Project and, and just all of this is kids can can understand this um and and more importantly they can get excited about what their their little i mean quote unquote little project does um how how just that little project is going to influence and change the life of a kid halfway around the world um and they get that and and that's that's what excites me. As we talk, I mean, and I think Neil, you brought it up before too. The the versathon is such an easy thing, and, and I know we're kind of getting away from the VBS thing, but but we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, the, Explain the, what a versathon is, just for folks. Yeah. So real fast. So if 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 you were like me and you played sports and and high school, we had to do a thing called a jogathon, which was just like the the worst thing ever. Because um, you you basically went to people and you said, "Hey, give me money for running around a a, a, a chorus for an hour or whatever, and however many laps I do, you're going to give me money for that." Um, it, it was it was painful. Um, so this is this I is actually the- charged people to have me not run. <laughs> not really. I raised See, a that would have been great. A lot of people were paying me not to run. They're like, absolutely. See, I, had I been smart enough, I would have done that. But um. <laughs> This is kind of the Christian version of that to say, you know what, we're we're gonna we're gonna bring these kids in who let's just be honest, kids are smart and um and, and Awana kids, I just we we love seeing kids hide God's word in their heart. Um, and what the verse versathon does is it allows those kids that have hidden God's word in their heart to now take those verses, go to mom and dad, go to grandma and grandpa, go to their friends and neighbors. Um, and basically get donations based upon how many verses they can say in a single sitting, uh, a single night, um, and, and it's a cumulative effect. So you get 50 kids together, and they're busting out, I mean, 20, 30, 40 verses 
Um, and in the process, they're raising money um, to, to go to projects like the African School Project. Um, and, and the thing about it is, and I've watched this, I've seen this in, in some of these churches, is these kids recognize that they're doing it. it it's it's mm. not mom and dad. Yes, the mom and dad are the ones that are giving the money, but it's because of what they're doing in that versathon that that creates it. And it's just it's so cool to watch those kids own that um, and 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 be blessed because of that. That is it's just it's awesome to see. It's it's a yeah. really, really cool thing. So yeah, no, Neil, go ahead. And so we had churches that have been doing versathons for a couple of years, and they've progressed from. Okay, it's on club night, it's in the gym, it's sort of away from everything to this last year, one of our larger churches that raised a significant uh, amount of funds for this actually did it on Sunday morning in the hallways during the church services. So as the church had three services that day and the people came out, there was all these clubbers in the hallways reciting verses and people were like, well, what are they doing? Well, they're doing this. Oh, do you want to contribute? Well, here's the website, you can go and contribute for that. And so I think sometimes we miss the opportunity to engage the whole church in this process uh, to come alongside because it's an encouragement for the church to see the children memorizing and reciting the verses, but it's also encouraging for the leaders and the children to see the church body come alongside them in this process as well. I think we're going to need a whole separate podcast on Versathon because we just completed ours and our celebration is tonight. Mm. And our church um, did the Africa Schools Project as the focus of our funding for the Versathon. We had our record year, um, and we've done it for 10 years now. But uh, we had a goal of reaching five schools, and we've ended up with 15 schools. And this is in a small rural community. So God can use Versathon or just touch hearts of people when they hear about the Schools Project. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. The Resilient Disciples podcast is a conversation dedicated to anyone who cares about the future of the faith. I'm Ross Cochran, and each week I'm joined by leaders and experts from within the world of children's ministry, as well as thought leaders and experts from outside the church. We believe that this generation of kids can be the greatest generation of disciples this world has ever seen but they need loving, caring adults like you to help make that happen. New episodes drop every Thursday. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like I said in uh, in the beginning, there's more information about this project specifically, how it came to be, what the opportunity is uh, in the show notes of today's episode. But Chris, I want to go back to you on this because if I'm a first time VBS leader, right? Like I want to really spell this out for people. How do I take what you've provided, what is available at awana.org slash Africa schools project and implement it into VBS? Am I able to just, is it plug and play? And I can do this right away. Do I have to go get permission from someone first? What does that process look like for a leader? Well, my first suggestion is to download the coordinator guide which will walk you through it, give you ideas of how to incorporate it in. It's adaptable to various uh, time schedules or settings. So it will talk about um, how to maybe incorporate it even as a homeschool co-op. Nice. So 
you download the coordinator guide. It walks you through it. Uh, and then all the tools are there for you. Uh, every VBS has a mission component. Sometimes you like what comes with the VBS curriculum, and sometimes you want something with more impact. Sure. And this is a, a life-changing impact for kids. Yeah. And uh, Neil, you know, you were talking about presenting this to churches. You were talking about some of the creative ways in which churches you're connected to uh, have been able to raise funds here. If I'm listening to this and I'm ready to charge the hill, and I'm like, oh my goodness, 650 bucks reaches how many kids? And, you know, I start doing that math and I'm getting really excited. What would you recommend as the next step for people? You know, obviously we want them to go to the website and do exactly what Chris said of unpack the leader guide, but what do some of those conversations look like within the context of a church? I think it should be involved in a little bit broader sense, other than just the club into with the missions as well, because there's lots of people that are very you know, passionate about reaching you know, um, other countries and, and you combine that with the Awana thing of reaching kids, especially uh, to get a little bit more, more momentum there. And I think secondly, as Chris has pointed out, this, some of those materials there, they include some of the videos and just some of the fact sheets that will enthuse a lot of people because when you look at just the numbers and the scope and the potential of that, uh, but is, is laid out very well to then start building upon that and then getting all your leaders. But like I said, when you make the very succinct and short presentation of what the potential is for the small amount of money, because I think if you think about it, we're, we're saying $650 to reach one school. Well, really, it's not just for one year. Those two leaders are being trained. So they'll be there next year and the following year and the following year. And there's no need to go back and retrain them. So the potential is, you know, just is a lot more. Yeah. And, you know, let me just unpack a little bit of 650 bucks, right? So $650 uh, is, there are plenty of people who are listening to this where that's, that's one check for them. That, that's the kind of disposable income that they have where they're able to put that towards a mission that is separate from their other generosity commitments. Uh, but what I love so much about hearing specific to Wana Clubs, but from any VBS program, is exactly what Tim articulated, that these kids are doing it, that 40, 50, uh, 100 kids are coming together and raising the funds as uh, Dr. Westafford, you know, a couple of, would say a couple of sticky pennies at a time. And I think what's so beautiful about that for me, Tim, is I think it ultimately reflects what God's heart is for generosity anyway. Right, God is not. God does not care whether or not you're giving six hundred fifty dollars if you have plenty of money to give. Right? Again, I'm a podcast host, not a finance guy, but uh, I want to lean into this Tim, for for people to understand what this looks like, what this feels like. So, have you been able to see in the churches that you serve what I'm going to use a, a cliche of that aha moment looks like? Like, what does it look like for a church to realize, like, oh man, our discipleship here did that in Africa. Yeah, let me, I'd like to, I'd like to though share a story real fast, Ross, just on the, on the individual level. Um, mm -hmm. I was just, it just hit me and I was like, oh, I got to share this. So uh, we, we did this in our BBS, uh, we, we raised uh, money um, and, um, and, and our, our church, the way they did, it was a competition. Everything's a competition, right? I mean, and, and the competition's always between boys and girls. Um, 
And so at, at, at our church, I'm, I'm sure a lot of churches do this. So they do the, the pennies and then the nickels and then the dimes and, and quarters and dollars. And so uh, we were blessed to be able to be there the whole week with them. And, um, and, and, and of course, it's, it's back and forth. Girls are winning. Boys are winning. Girls are winning. So we get to Friday and I show up and, and um, Landon um, comes running up to me. And he's just got this wad of cash in his hands. Um, and I'm thinking he's just going to throw down that cash and be like, take that girls. Um, but, but he comes running up. Um, and at the time I can't remember, and Chris, you might, you you might be able to remind me. I think it was, I think we were talking $10 reached a kid at at one point in, in, in the iterations of our Awana Go stuff. Um, and so, and, and he had a hundred dollars and, and instead of going, we're going to crush the girls. He goes, Mr. Tim, Mr. Tim. He said, I'm sending 10 kids to Awana um, with this money. Um, and and I, I had to turn around, because I'm like, I'm going to turn up right now. Because yeah. here's this little second grader that uh, is understanding that that his $100, of course, that wasn't his money. I mean, uh, well, at least maybe it was his money. But I'm guessing mom and dad gave him the 100 bucks. Yeah. Um, he was but, an early but, investor in crypto. A lot of people. Don't know that. <laughs> exactly. But but he he got he understood and and it was more than just the competition. That's where my mind went, and his mind was just all about the fact that these hundred dollars were going to reach ten kids for Jesus. Um, and I just man, I did. I turned around. I'm like wiping my eyes, stinking stuff <laughs> in my eyes. I mean, it was just it was just so cool to see that and and to see a, a second grader catch that vision. Um, and, and to get back to your question, I mean, it doesn't take much, it doesn't take many of those kids that catch that vision to then let that bleed out to your church. I mean, and, and as, as the kids catch it, I mean, our, our, our former CEO, Valerie Bell, I mean, she's for the last, whatever, couple years, I mean, she's talked about the, 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 the revival in the church is going to come from the children's wing. Um, and, and I fully agree with her. I, I think, I think these type of things where kids, kids that grasp it, that understand what, what they're able to accomplish um, by, by doing these type of things, that's just going to bleed out to the congregation. And, and I, 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 I don't know of any adults that are callous enough to go, ah, whatever. Um, I mean, <laughs> they're going to catch that. They're going to be like, oh my yeah. gosh, look at that little second grader that's that's burdened and and has a heart for these kids i can do that um and and i think i think ultimately that's that's just i mean we may not even be intentional about that but that's gonna happen it just will well and i want to be clear here right like there's a there's a part of you who are listening who you're hearing us talk so much about money and it's making you uncomfortable and i just i want to lay that out right because I'm related to several of you who are having that reaction, right? But what I think is so critical and what is so exciting about this is how it is kid-focused and what missionaries like Neil and Tim, what Chris, what Stephen Maposa most of all has been able to build here is a structure that quite literally only needs funds, one of the things that I thought was so incredible about my conversation with Steven, which again, you can hear via a link in the show notes of this episode, is he was really explicit about the fact that he's got volunteers. The harvest is plenty and the workers are many in Stephen Maposa's case. But the way to go from reaching one school to two schools 
to 500 schools to his current projection right now is 30 million kids in Africa requires funds. And I want to call that sort of discomfort out because what your kids aren't going to feel is the discomfort you might feel by us talking about money. Your kids are going to feel, wait, I can get a hundred dollars and that's going to help 10 kids, or I can raise $650 with my friends. And that's going to reach, uh, up to 1,500 kids in Africa, your kids are going to do that math very quickly and want to get involved. So I would encourage adults who are listening to catch that wave because you're going to find more often than not in the stories that I've seen, the stories I've experienced, it's the adults catching up to the kids on what God is doing in their hearts. And uh, it's one of my favorite things about working at Awana. Did Stephen talk about in the interview how the how it started in Zimbabwe. Uh, he did, but I would love for you to tell that story for people who are here. Yes, yeah, so that's really what was exciting to me is a couple teachers in schools attended an Awana uh, training and they brought it back to their schools and, and was able to get it into the curriculum. There was such a change in those schools in the kids as far as discipline and attendance and just being excited to be there on Awana Day um, that those teachers says, let's bring, let's uh, invite the Minister of Education to see this. Yeah. And when she was exposed to it, she was, she was so taken back that she said, I will give Awana 500 schools to pilot it in and let's see if it makes a difference. Since then, the whole country of Zimbabwe has been opened up. Uh, 5,300 schools, primary schools, um, to have Awana in their curriculum. So we have just scratched the surface on being able to train those schools, yeah. uh, but we're underway and God can use this. Amen. Yeah, go ahead, Neil. I just was thinking, and I don't think this is a new thing to God, because you know one of the TNT stories that we used to have was uh, in the second Second Kings chapter five, talking about Naaman the leper, and you know, and it was a little girl, it was a little slave girl that said, "Hey, Naaman needs to go back because there's a prophet that can tell him about God." So God used a little girl; He didn't use the two kings to accomplish His purpose. So I think God's still out there looking for the little girls and little boys to say, I'm going to take this little girl and change the world over here. I'm going to take this boy over here and change the world for this village or this city or this country. Amen to that. I think, and what I love so much about this community, this child discipleship community, is people get that, right? We, Those of you who are listening, those of you who are still listening, especially, don't need to be convinced of that. And what projects like this uh, are able to do, what strategies like this are able to accomplish, is it allows a tangible way for those who might not be super close to children's ministry, that senior pastor that you're trying to get a meeting with, that missions board that you're trying to get in front of and coming up against walls. This has the ability to cut through some of that uh, bureaucracy, for lack of a better term, because of the solid foundation that has been built by the team that are that is working on this you know the way i put it to steven is i trust that steven and his team and country would reach 30 million kids on their own that they that god is just up to something with him and his team that they're going to do it 
But what I want to do, what I want my kids to be invested in is I want my kids to be part of that because I want to see it in my lifetime. I don't want to wait, have to wait until uh, my kids have grandkids for the country of Africa to have been reached, to have been reached the way that we're talking about. And we can do this quickly, uh, but we're, we need your help. Tim, I want to go to you for the last word here, because I think for folks who are still listening, they're clearly still invested. They're ready to charge the hill. And I'm always mindful of conversations like this about what happens next. So for you, what's going to happen next for these people? And what do you recommend they do after what happens next? Yeah, so I, I think like, like anything else, um, we can get super excited. Yes, I'm going to do that. Um, and then the day takes over. And, and especially in podcasts, Ross, you and I have talked. Um, I've gotten into the podcast listening realm of things and i'm like um and you get motivated when you listen to the podcast and then you come back home and you start doing your normal stuff and you forget about what was said in the podcast and so uh, quite honestly i i think the the biggest thing anyone can do is just take action um whatever that means and that's probably going to look different for everyone um depending upon where they are in that process i mean there could be folks that right now they're planning bbs um, and all they need to do is download the, the kit. Um, there may be people that, uh, you know, th they don't even know what they could do. Um, and, and perhaps it's just reaching out um, and talking to their missions pastor. It, I mean, what, whatever, just take a step of action because as, as most of us know, as soon as, as soon as we're faithful at that first step, all of a sudden God starts opening doors um and and stuff starts working and and all of a sudden you're down that path going what what just happened um and it's it's simply because we take we take that first step of faith and and god blesses and and so yeah depending i, I would just regardless the other thing ross i was thinking about whether you're a church of of i mean a thousand kids or 10 kids um doesn't matter it, it you can make an it, you can make an impact um, on, on this project, but more importantly, you can make an impact on those 10 kids or those thousand kids, no matter what. Um, and, and God has those 10 kids in your program for a reason. Um, and, and we have the privilege of influencing those, those 10. And, and so I just, I just want to encourage it. It doesn't matter size. It doesn't matter how much your goal could be or can't be or, or whatever, just do something. Um, yeah. take, take that, that first step, take that, that, whatever that action step is that you need to make and, and do it today. Cause it, it'll be easy to, to forget about it tomorrow. So. Amen. I'm pretty good at knowing when I've hit an end of a podcast. Um, I'm much better at knowing when I've hit an end than when I've hit a beginning, but that's a, that's a, that's a problem for Marlon to solve. <laughs> so thank you guys both sincerely, Chris, a couple of things that I want to do here. One is, you know, we're still running Kids Reaching Kids commercials on the podcast on a regular basis. And we're going to have the Stephen Maposa episode, which will link to this. So there'll be, it's quite literally our first opportunity for cross promotion. And there's not a better one that could have existed for that. What I love so much about this is this connects to what we talk about resilience so clearly, right? Like we have this practical conversation on the club's thread. We have the resilient, like thought leadership, impact, vision, excitement on, on that thread. Like this is a perfect example of what I want to do more of. So we're going to do a whole push on volunteers for the Cubs podcast in June, but I want 
timing wise, like as people are planning out the year, I want this to be a part of it. So I want like to come back and do this again or do some version of this for maybe like July or so when people are like, hey, this is what my year is going to look like. Like I want to make sure we don't skip over this. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think Tim touched on it. I had jotted it down here earlier too. You know, this really falls into the, the becoming aspect of the three B's. And so if there's a way to draw that line when you're talking about become, that would be great too. It's such a, yeah. It's so cool that we're at Awana during this time. Neil, anything we missed? I don't think so. I think we covered it. Well, it was a joy to talk to all y'all. It's very silly that this is what I know how to do. And I get to hang out with people who do what you guys do every day. Research is clear. Parents hold the most significant influence in a child's development. That's why Awana developed Talk About. Talk About delivers child discipleship through simple discussions and family fun, forming lasting faith one conversation at a time. With your family's monthly subscription, you'll receive an email each week containing your Talk About bundle, including guided conversations through selected scripture passages, which allow families to engage in the Bible and answer big questions with the truth of God's word. Fun, hands-on activities take the guesswork out of child discipleship as kids color, create, sing, and share. Kids will remember and reinforce what they've learned throughout the week. Helpful references, videos, and insights provide parents and caregivers with deeper levels of biblical knowledge to help deepen your family's understanding of God's word each week. It's the everyday moments of life that can become moments that make an eternal difference. These are the moments Talk About was created for. Bring the gospel home and help your kids form lasting faith one conversation at a time. Try one month of Talk About for free with the special promo code CLUB, which is exclusive for our podcast listeners. Again, that's the promo code CLUB, and that gets you one month of Talk About for free. Get started today at talkaboutdiscipleship.com. Thanks for listening to the Awana Clubs podcast. The Awana Clubs podcast is a product of Awana Audio. All rights reserved. Your support and donations to the Awana ministry make it possible for us to partner with 62,000 churches in over 130 countries. Check out the show notes wherever you're listening for more details about what was discussed in this episode, as well as more information about today's host and their ministry. If you like this episode, you'll also like the Resilient Disciples podcast, where new episodes drop every Thursday. Our theme song is Jackpot by Made to Be from their album, You Know a Better Way. You also heard their song Throne from their album, Save Me From Myself. This podcast is executive produced by Tim Sandoval, mixed and edited by Marlon Washington, and content support is provided by me, Ross Cochran. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.